This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and attempt to understand the hottest league not funded by foreign royalty MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts or whatever the crap you use to listen to this. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. I stole your line, Brandon. I'm sorry. Dang it. I was like I was like getting all ready for it, too. <laughs> we just want you uh, to leave us a comment, most importantly, that tells us what your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. I don't know. That could be Obafemi Martins or DeAndre Yedlin. Two people that I like randomly met this weekend. So crazy. Yeah, what the hell, man? We'll get to that. Uh, this week, the somehow not that much worse than the Colorado Rapids Sounders FC take on the how are we only a little better than Seattle Colorado Rapids. It's a battle for the Marco Cuppa. <laughs> or, or as I like to call it, the right place to be if you don't like fireworks. Because <laughs> Both teams, pretty flat. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Uh, over the weekend, Sounders FC hosted the Portland, excuse me, the Fartland Timbers for the 101st all-time meeting. And uh, could you check your notes real quick? Yeah, everything's still terrible. Just looked at my notes, and it looks like everything's still terrible. Yeah, Sounders, Sounders, Sounders lost 3-2. to two. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Stefan Fry had to sit out this match. What's the deal? Uh, yeah, so Stefan Fry, we talked about last week. He had a uh, – well, he had a definitely not a head injury, but it was definitely a head injury um, uh, concussion protocol, and then – which means that the Sounders go to the backup goalkeeper named Brian Meredith, and uh, which means that the – Next backup goalkeeper ended up being uh, Zach Lubin, who is a local guy who plays for Phoenix Rising in Arizona. Um, so Wait. we got called called him up as a backup. So he's a local guy and plays in Phoenix. Yeah, he's like he like went to Gonzaga or something like that. And um, anyway, so the, Zach after the match, it's kind of cool because he's a local guy. He played for plays for a USL team, uh, the team owned by Didier Drogba. Uh, oh, sweet, yeah, I forgot about he, that. Yeah, like plays for them too. So Zach Lubin, aka Drogba's best friend, had this to say after the match. It's kind of cool because he's a fan too, because he's a local guy. He said uh, on Twitter, Zach Lubin, or as I like to call him, the Lube, said, <laughs> "What an incredible opportunity at Sounders FC gave me to dress in the biggest rivalry game in MLS." Not the result we wanted, but an experience I will not forget. Having been a fan attending this match in previous years to being a part of it was something special. You know, something special for that guy is that he's playing at a higher level right now than Didier Drogba. (laughs) I wonder if that's weird in the locker room if he's like, yo, Didier. Drogba, hand me my shoes. Deeds. (laughs) They're called boots, bro. (laughs) 
yeah. Anyway, so cool that he got to, to like sit on the bench for that match. I guess you know what's weird is um, I was at the Zakawani and Friends charity soccer match benefiting Kingdom Hope. Oh, so cool! Hashtag Project Fifty. It was cool, Brandon. I broadcast to almost four hundred people. <laughs> that's a that's that's almost four hundred and fifty. <laughs> That's let's get to 400 first. Um, but uh, it was fantastic. It was at Starfire Stadium, and it's a yearly thing that he does to try and raise some money for his own charity, which is Kingdom Dash Hope. I put him on the spot. I was like, You just do this so you can play soccer. And he was like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, primarily to play soccer with my friends. Oba Femi Martins flew in for this match. He was at the Sounders match the day before, uh, right in front of my seats. He was standing there with uh, Chad Ochocinco. I still call him Chad Johnson. I called that to his face, and he was pretty cool about it. Um, <laughs> And then uh, DeAndre Yedlin, Eddie Johnson, all on the sideline hanging out, man. It was bananas. They were like, you know, 14 feet away from me. Yet, no matter how many times I was like, oh, Joe, just wanted to get a picture to do some social media for the end and for the uh, yeah. full 90 Extra Time podcast, he would not look at me. He's a trained professional. Um, but then yeah. he brings them out to this to the soccer match where they're out hanging out going nuts. And it was super fun. But the weirdest part to bring this all back was that Josh Ford was one of the goalkeepers. Of and course. he's a former third string goalkeeper for Seattle Sounders FC. And he beat out Brian Meredith for that spot. And now Brian Meredith is the number two guy. <laughs> Brian Meredith starts the MLS game the day before Josh Ford starts the charity match. Yeah, and it was just... That was odd to see how far he's come. And he, I mean, he put on a good effort. We'll get to that here in a few minutes. Um, It is – so you've done a little bit of PR before in your life, right? Yeah. And, like, the job of PR is don't have an opinion, smile all the time, dress sharp, that type of crap, right? And then you have to go and make sure that these pampered players and like get to maintain this bubble where they don't have to interact with people that they don't want to, even if they don't know if they want to or not. Well, right. the PR guy – he comes up mid-sentence while I'm blah, 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 blah. And he comes up and he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring you players. And I'm like, well, we're doing a live broadcast. But yes, thank you, <laughs> guy who I've never met. I don't know if you know the fella. Um, well, he didn't. I don't know if he's like a, a regularly a PR guy or not because he went about it a totally different way. If you talk to the guys at the Sounders, they're like, who do you want to talk to? And I'm like, well, obviously I can see Alonzo on the sideline there. Why don't you bring him up here? They're like, mm, yeah, we'll try, which is a big no. Um, they yeah. might as well just give me the bird. So I'm ready for him to bring up Roger Levesque. One of these guys I've talked to a million times. I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around, and it's freaking Obafemi Martin standing behind me. <laughs> Never in my whole life did I anticipate that I would ever get to speak to Obafemi Martins. He is as sweet as pie. He was very nervous to talk on microphone because that's not something he does. And he was yeah. just willing to do it for his buddy Steve Zakawani. It was like a big deal for him as well. I mean, let alone me. I'm just like drool. I said, hi, Mr. Martins. I think that's what I said. Mr. Martins? Yeah. <laughs> He's, friend, I'm, pretty, no. I'm pretty sure Oba is his title. Uh, no, broadcaster dummy. Mr. Martins you, is my father. You could call me Mr. Oba Femi. <laughs> call me Mr. Oba. Um, so yeah, th and I was like blown away. I didn't even know what to think from that. And then, you know, like DeAndre Yedlin shows up. Uh, next, The next player I interviewed was John Beasley, a guy that is like Zakawani's friend with a beard that's playing, just like some corny <laughs> white guy who's great and very nice. I'm just saying compared to... Opa Femi Martins, who had diamonds in his ears that could, like, pay for my house. It was unbelievable. <laughs> also, he showed up in a Lambo, which is crazy, like a flat gray Lambo. It was incredible. Um, but then, yeah, so uh, next is John Beasley. Okay, it's his third year playing. John, that beard's looking good. At the halftime whistle, uh, he turned, he stopped 
Ocho Cinco, and he turned and was like, uh, uh, uh. He waved his finger in Ocho Cinco's face. It was like, it, like the crowd went wild. That might have been like that highlight moment from the entire thing. That might be the highlight moment of John Beasley's entire life. It could be very well. Um, so then, like, after the half, they bring up DeAndre Yedlin. The guy goes, you got two minutes. And Yedlin was down to, like, talk. Again, for 400 people. They don't know this. Right. They think it's, like, a big deal. And so do I. I think, like, we're talking to thousands of people. Oh, think again. But um, <laughs> but Yedlin's there, and he could not have been sweeter. Local guy. He gets how to do the he gets how to do the PR, how to do the, you know. But he's, like, loosened yeah. up. He's not, like, big time in us because we're there for a charity match or whatever. So he was super sweet, even though I only got the two minutes with him. That sucks. And then, like... Probably like nine or eighty fourth minute, eighty third minute. I get tapped on the shoulder. It's freaking Ocho Cinco is standing there, and I'm like, <laughs> "What the crap do you say to Ocho Cinco? Like what?" So what did you say? What did you say to Ocho Cinco? I was like, "Oh my God, Chad Johnson! You know him as Ocho Cinco is in the booth." And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "So did you have a chance?" I, I well, first of all, I got something terribly wrong. I was like, "I saw you from the sidelines at the soccer match. What about that environment? Oh, it was great. I saw you in your France jersey." And he goes, "Uh." Japan. And I was like, oh, oh, I confused that navy blue of I figured he'd be a France supporter because they're like yeah. very good and you know he's the flashy guy like a Pogba would be or something like that. But no, yeah. he's supporting Japan, RIP, in the but World Cup. He, he's also like really into like video games and now he's like a Twitch streamer. Like that's what Chad Johnson is doing now. He's, like, he's like streaming on Twitch. And so I think that maybe he's just like more embracing the the Japan culture i don't know i guess man he was like into it and he's he just kept saying yeah wherever i go i just like to play fifa because um at some point he, uh, he showed me a, he like got his phone out i got to look at ocho Cinco's phone it's just like ours <laughs> like it just has a mess of apps that he goes through with all his social media and he logs onto what must have been his twitter or something i can't remember which one it doesn't matter and famous he, person twitter yeah and he was like no it was like regular standard person it was like i twitch oh. i use twitch <laughs> like twitter um <laughs> and he busted that he busted that crap out and was like, showed me, he was like, yeah, I had a bunch of knuckleheads up in my, uh, to play. And I was like, are you at someone's house? He's like, no, it's my hotel room. I just invite people over. Cause you know, what are they going to do? And then he flashes me that Ocho Cinco smile. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a mess. <laughs> you right scored now. touchdowns. You're cool. Yeah. I feel like you could also murder me by looking at me wrong. Like you're so strong. It's crazy. If you, if you follow him on Twitter, he like, will just straight, I'm going to be in Denver. Who wants to play FIFA with me? Mm. Like, let, me, let me quote you what he said on Twitter. He said, any of my followers in Seattle, I'll be in town tomorrow with ample time to beat your ass in FIFA 18 <laughs> bef- before I search for orcas in the waters on a kayak. <laughs> so I called it, I called him to all these things, and I said, like, all right, Ocho Cinco, did you beat some asses in FIFA? He goes, you're damn right I did. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I just love playing FIFA. I was like, do you ever get online and play? He's like, no, it's always real, real people. I invite them to where I'm at and we play. Like, okay, sorry, bro. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like, do you find any orcas? And he's like, it was too damn gray outside and rainy. <laughs> I was like, uh, and is that not orca weather? I don't understand. But that. I was going to say, like, orcas are in the water, not in the sky, so you could probably still see them. <laughs> Chad Ochocico, do you know how whales work? <laughs> hey, man, I feel like that's a fair question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he played in Cincinnati. I don't know what they have in Cincinnati. I got a chance to interview Jack Jewsbury, who is a, if you're a, a, a Fartland Timbers fan, he's like a yeah. legendary soccer player, and he was in town. That was fun. I saw him kick out at Roger Levesque, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. But um, he was very, very kind. He's the Taylor, he's the less handsome Taylor Graham of Portland. Uh, he went from being I think, like a legendary I think that's player. on his, 
That's on his business card, I think. It's no one like uses, Jack Dewsbury, less handsome Taylor Graham. No one uses uh, business cards anymore. It's on his uh, Twitch profile. <laughs> it's on his LinkedIn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, it was um, all in all, the the goal here is to get uh, 50 scholarships in five years with the Zakawani uh, Project 50 is going on. Kingdom Hope, kingdom-hope.org. You could go make like a $2 donation and be a badass and just help out. That's like Zakawani is like a local sports hero that is trying to make things happen for people. He's not like a big time organization with like, a, you know, Komen level marketing. It's just like a dude trying to get this done. So, Okay, my question yeah. is, did anybody get red carded and also what was the final score who won that match was it steve zakawani who if you talk to ocho cinco he's like maybe with these refs stop cheating like uh there was some <laughs> questionable calls to get the blue team back into uh back into the game it was like six three at half or or like after half or something like that yeah. I, I don't have my notes from the actual goals that are scored but uh at some point i like i missed two goals because i was just talking to like oba something happens i'm like anyone see what just happened the play-by-play guy on the <laughs> what an idiot arlo white is rolling in his future grave <laughs> yeah ross fletcher all the way from russia is like live streaming like you moron just kidding he doesn't follow me on twitter so like he didn't see that i was doing that thing <laughs> so um hello Gregor. uh yeah so it was um it was a pretty radical event pretty great chance to raise some money and god i got to like meet some of the craziest people and it's like only if you're a real soccer nerd uh, does that matter i took a picture and my mother-in-law was like hey i have to ask you a question who was that black fellow that you were with I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, in the Instagram. And I'm like, Obafemi Martins? And she goes, is he a pop singer? <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> that is a, that's a big no. So, yeah, actually, no, it's true. He did. He, he had a, like a pretty swift career change when he moved to China. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Oba, though. Jokes aside, he flew from Nigeria to Shanghai to Seattle on his own dime straight, was there for two days after the match, went back to the airport and flew back. Now, it was injured, too. Uh, he told me he's not injured when I asked him. I was <laughs> like, I was like, OK, I know you're injured. How are things coming? He goes, no, 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 no injured. I'm I'm fine. And I was like, cool. Well, then will you go do it? Will you do an Oba flip for us? And he was like, no, 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 no Oba flips. And I was like, well, then which is it? Are you just turning me down? And then mid broadcast, I'm holding the mic talking. I'm like, well, Oba Femi Martin's actually coming. I set the mic down. I'm like, yo, can I get a picture? <laughs> like I've never done in my life to anybody. And he's like, yeah, OK. So the game is going on. Nobody is calling it. And here I am like, OK, uh, I have the producer taking the picture for me. Like, it's just an unmanned thing going on at that point. It was incredible you, you have 400 very disappointed fans <laughs> don't care uh, <laughs> we made it to number four on the seattle uh sounders fc subreddit so with that picture so go full 90 extra go. time podcast anyway uh there was a soccer match the day before that was lo- a lot more important to what we do here than the thing i was saying and i think we can just kind of blast through what happened since it was uh not an awesome um not an awesome ending uh, I'd like to say one thing before we get into it. The Sounders were able to score two pretty big-time goals, and that's going to make things a lot easier uh, to, to swallow when you have a 3-2 defeat. Let's get into hot garbage. Hot. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. (laughs) That didn't work as well as we would anticipate there. It's a look at who is hot, who is garbage, and who is hot garbage. What do we got for hot, Brandon? 
Uh, hot. This one comes from a dude on Reddit. 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 <laughs> it's frog Reddit. <laughs> from a dude riding a rabbit who says, "Chins up. We scored twenty-five percent of this season's home goals tonight." <laughs> hot. Is that hot? I don't know if that's hot or not. It could also be hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also hot. Mm-hmm. Brian Meredith uh, had an insane save that was basically Stefan Fry at Toronto version one uh, during MLS Cup. Hi. It was like that great jump back save one hand. Yeah. Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Hi. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> uh, also hot. Definitely not a head injury, header goal by Chad Marshall. Hot. His yeah. first of the season. Oh, it's only his first of the season. I, yeah. I got like seriously pretty, like we were like pumped, right? Like it's, it's uh, everyone freaked out because we don't know how to celebrate goals anymore because it's been yeah. like such a dry spell. But then I realized it was, everyone was running over to Chad Marshall. And I was like, either they're happy or he's dying. <laughs> Wait, how did he score that goal again? <laughs> oh, Def- oh, shit. <laughs> Definitely not a head injury. <laughs> So yeah, poor, poor poor old Chad Marshall. Um, finally, uh, props to Gustav Svensson who was able to uh, stay in the World Cup today. His Swedish national team uh, beat out the Swiss. It was effectively for me. It was Gustav Svensson versus whatever his first name is, Shakiri, and I choose yeah. Gustav Svensson. He was a badass. He looked super hot. Yeah. Um, how about garbage, Brandon? What do you got? Garbage. Some dude on the rabbit said, "Chins up. We scored twenty five percent of our season's home goals tonight." Garbage. <laughs> God damn it! Like, it it sucks. Like, it's great. We scored two goals in a match. That's dope. Awesome. Happy. Finally. But like, the fact is, is that it's like that's if we've two four six. Eight, I gotta do math real fast. Two four six eight twenty five percent. Two. We scored eight goals at home this whole season. <laughs> that's that's rough, man. Yeah, that is definitely garbage. Uh, according to some also, guy, yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say also. So according to some other guy on the rabbit, the Sounders are still mathematically in the playoff hunt, but they have to pretty much win every single game for the rest of the year. I'm not, That's not true. It doesn't have to be every single game, but it's like a lot. Well, nothing like two big road games in three days to make that even easier, right? Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I think the official stat is that like the Sounders have to get average uh, 1.8 points per game, which you have to average a winning record for the rest of the season. Garbage. Uh, <laughs> all right, and um, I don't want to dwell. I just want to keep moving forward. How about when we turn to the world of hot garbage, Brandon? Okay, the world of hot garbage also goes straight to the world of the cup, a.k.a. the World Cup in Russia. So from hot what? to hot garbage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so two things in the hot garbage category. First of all, Roman Torres... The biggest boy no longer in the World Cup. <laughs> Not only is he no longer in the World Cup, but he in the last match that Panama played in the World Cup, Roman Torres, like a true sounder with rave green blood running through his veins, got injured. Hot garbage. <laughs> Meaning we are getting one big injured boy back to Seattle. Question, is it a hamstring? <laughs> Probably. I don't fucking know. Somebody in the uh, Zakawanian French charity soccer match came up. Ash uh, Ashapollin um, came up, and he definitely had his hamstring iced. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> He's like, I have to go back to France and play in two weeks. And I was like, huh, your manager's going to be mad. Oh, Ash was like part of S2 when like when S2 first started, too. Yeah, I, he told me, I was like, am I saying your last name right? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I've been saying it this way since S2. Yeah. So, cool. 
<laughs> Good times. Okay, and then and more. So that means Roman Torres coming back injured, not eligible. You know, I'm going to go ahead and actually change your, your bid on that. Hot. I'm going to give it a hot. Because <laughs> we have, have Kim Ki Hee. I have been enjoying watching Kim Ki Hee play so much. Does anyone listening right now, do you know Korean? Because I want to get this guy's jersey. I want to send it to my childhood best friend uh, in uh, in Brooklyn. His name's Dopu. He's a Korean kid, and I want to like I want him to like like soccer, even if it means he has to root for Tottenham in the Prem because of uh, Sun. Like I just yeah. want him to like get into this so we could talk a little bit of soccer. And I think the easy way to do that. He told me once when we were uh, ten years ago. He was like, "Yeah, it was weird growing up because there was no other Korean people," and so. It was just like a you like you white people were nice to me, but like for the most part, I didn't have anyone like myself. So I'm trying to find a connection. Uh, you should get it like printed in Korean on the jersey. Get the get the word get the word Kim on the back, and then have him. <laughs> well, but I want a game worn. I want to send it to him. And be like, yo, this is like oh, a professional. That's what I'm saying. I want to try and get a game worn jersey from him. So I'm gonna make a sign that I hold up that says, "I don't speak Korean." I got this so my friend could get your jersey, like <laughs> something to that effect. <laughs> Printed in Korean. Yeah, just so I need someone who actually understands Korean for real, and don't just like Google Translate because then it's gonna be like, I once ate a duck. Will you give me your jersey f- face or something like that? I'll be like, oh, cool. And he'd be like, yeah, 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 sure, cool. Here you go. He just punches me. Like, uh, I'll give him, I'll give him that shirt with my face on it, and it'll be a good trade. So yeah. Oh, um, we gotta get. We we should actually get those printed. Yeah, cool. Keith, shout out to Cool Keith. Cool Keith. Uh, does Cool Keith is uh, the Seattle Sounders FC worst fan of the year, the last nine years running, and so he's not a huge full ninety extra time listener. I asked him, would you just subscribe? And he was like, how do you subscribe to a podcast? I just go to <laughs> iTunes and click on each one I want to listen to. And I was like. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Cool Keith. Hey, Cool Keith. Hot garbage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one final hot garbage. Okay. So, famous MLS referee Mark Geiger. Referee. Uh, uh, infamous, if you will. Thank infamous. You. Sorry. Infamous referee Mark Geiger yeah. uh, of the MLS. Of the MLS. That's how <laughs> I am right now. Yeah. Uh, Geiger refereed a round of 16 match between... England and Colombia today, and it was a show. It was so bad. Yeah, he looked like uh, a, he looked like he was from like the Mexican government trying to stop the cartel from killing itself. Like it was just like <laughs> you're not actually in charge here, bro. These yeah. players are going to do what they wish. Yeah, the, like there was at one point, like I mean, there was a bunch of very very questionable things that would happen, and sure. he lost complete control of it by no surprise. Like nobody at all would ever be surprised if you've ever seen him <laughs> referee a match ever. Um, and like at one point, he went like there was a free kick outside the box, like right outside the box. Uh, England was about to take the free kick. They set the ball up. There's all of this kerfluffle, like there's a potential headbutt and all of this stuff. Anyway, after all of like the dust settles, it's been like four whole minutes. After all the dust settles, he walks up and, like, takes the, the foam spray out of his belt to, like, spray a thing. And he sprays it. And all the Colombian players are like, no, 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 no. Spray it somewhere else. And so he pulled the thing back out and sprayed a different line. <laughs> Mark Mark Geiger calls it the World Cup. Everybody else is calling it American Graffiti. Hot garbage. All right. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, there is a huge unveiling and a big announcement for the hope that is probably too late for the Sounders salvaging the 2018 season. A big headline next.
Okay, so we're looking at the headlines there, Brandon, and this is a big one. They uh, unveiled him at the stadium on Saturday afternoon, right in front of all those Timbers fans who probably now think it's hilarious. Raul Ruiz is officially a Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, it's massive. So ever since Obafemi Martins, your new best friend, yeah. left the club, uh, the Sounders haven't had a number nine, and now they do. Ruiz Diaz, Ruiz Diaz is the guy now. So he's he's. I mean, it might be too little, too late at this point. Who knows? Yeah. But he's the guy that's supposed to come in and, and Ladero the shit out of the season and like be the guy who saves the whole saves the whole season after coming in halfway through the year. When you say a number sorry. nine, it's literally his jersey. Uh, it's literally the mark on his jersey. But is it also a position that people play? Yeah. So. The, the positions often, not always, but often correspond to the numbers that you wear on your jersey. It used it's to simil- be. It it's used similar to- in a lot of sports. Like in football, wide receivers will wear like numbers in the 80s. The quarterbacks will wear single digits. The the linemen will be wear your 50s and your whatevers. Yeah. Um, where like in soccer, it's like the, the number one and the number 24 are your goalkeepers. But So it's like the goalkeeper is number one. Your back line's like two through uh, uh, five. Your midfield is six through Eight, and then your forwards are your nine. Um, your ten is your playmaker. So, it, like your Lionel Messi's of the world is a number ten. You know what I mean? Um, and then your number nine is your guy that's kind of like you're just cold blooded striker. You sure. know what I mean? Okay, so, so that means Ladero, as you just said, will set up the plays in yeah. the midfield and try and feed them up to a number nine, Rui Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there should be a good partnership. Good to get another Spanish-speaking guy in that case. Then totally. I mean, that's like a simple dumb thing or whatever. But like, you got to imagine that Sounders' defense would be stronger this year if it was Chad Marshall. Either he knew Korean, or yeah. the Korean guy knew more English. I'm going to start calling him Chad Marshall Cinco, though, because I th- that sounds way more fun. <laughs> Absolutely, that's uh, got to happen. Uh, but yeah, totally. Like the having a like a totally strong. Remember, it was like when Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins. The reason that that relationship works so well is even though Clint Dempsey wears number two because he's Deuce, yeah. right? Uh, he was basically functioning as a number ten with a player like Obafemi Martins, who's a traditional speedy, speedy, great striker number nine playing up in front of him. So the two of them were able to just combine back and forth all the time. So what you're hoping is that Ruidias Ruidias comes in. And him and uh, Ladero and Victor Rodriguez, that the three of them will be able to, be able to start to really like uh, mesh and be cohesive. Because Ladero, uh, as great of a player as he is, needs somebody to distribute the ball to. Because he's not the final guy in the in that's gonna uh, be in crashing the net in the box, putting those goals away. Right. Where he's gonna be the guy setting up all of those. We saw that in the in the Portland match. So one of the goals, Victor Rodriguez is also his first of the year. Uh, he, he looked great in that match, yeah. by the way. He's finally getting a match um, fit. Exactly. And so, like, the, Victor Rodriguez's goal was set up also by Ladero. So you have a little bit of it in your number eight in a guy like Victor Rodriguez. But when you bring in a true number nine, a guy like Raul Ruiz Diaz, uh, hopefully the production, like, you you have that final piece that's there. Is it enough? That's kind of the question, right? Like, we've, we've talked about, like, he's still only being supported by you know, Will Bruin and Harry Ship and like some of these players that aren't necessarily. But, but no, no, no. But the, I, I disagree because you just named it. You just said Ladero, Dempsey and Rudy Diaz all in a triangle up there like that is going to be some pretty sweet distribution. I actually ask adding him into this mix. Who do you do you sacrifice? Will Bruin? Is that who gets the bench for it? Oh, yeah. Or or Clint Dempsey. 
Yeah, and how do you pick that? Is does Dempsey become your off the bench late in the game? Are you going to play two up top and have Rui Diaz and Will Bruin be have Bruin be like a hold up guy and then f- distribute to Rui Diaz? Is that what it ends up being? Because I don't see him really as that guy either. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's. I think maybe you do that because there was a couple times in the match where uh, I saw like Will Bruin and Clint Dempsey just completely getting in each other's way, right? Yeah. That's because both of them were trying to be that hold up player. Neither of them wanted to be the one uh, <laughs> to run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Neither of those guys wanted to be the one running through the through the back line, making the timed run to to beat the offside trap. Uh, get into the the final third and receive the ball and 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 take it to the net right. Um, with this guy with with Raúl coming in, you have that you finally have that person who's going to run the channels, who's going to uh, run up and try to receive that final pass rather than trying to create something uh, in the middle to 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 final third. Yeah. I think I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and there's going to be some probably some hurt feelings out of the whole thing because I can only imagine that these guys that have stepped up and tried to do their best to fill in this gap, like a Harry Ship, like yeah. I don't know if I see him. I don't know if I see him still being the guy that they rely on. You saw it in that last match that he wasn't out there doing that, and they got some success again. So no matter how hard he's worked, maybe it's not still not enough. Well, and and we got to remember, like I think if you're Harry Ship or if you're one of these guys that get might just be about to get bounced to the bench, yeah. Uh, you look at a guy like Raul Ruiz Diaz. I'm gonna just totally going, screw up his name going, forever. Uh, you're gonna bring in a guy like Raul, who is going to uh, like he just came from a team where he saved his team from relegation. They brought him in, and he single-handedly, uh, according to basically everybody who followed League MX, saved like brought his team up from the brinks and scored the goal and like scored most of the goals that saved them from being relegated to the lower division. So to have a player like that who is is used to being uh, playing on a team that like might need a, a confidence boost and a lift to be playing with a, a guy like that, hey man, I think you 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 make whatever sacrifices necessary to to help the team win. However, what what will happen is Raul will probably come to Seattle and hurt himself immediately. <laughs> uh, a hamstring. <laughs> Yeah, we, we haven't in our new studios. We haven't set up the injury generator yet, so we'll have to do that for next time. Uh, it'll be really curious to see. There's still he can't actually start playing for another week until the uh, transfer window opens. He's not going to be out on the pitch. Uh, we won't see Wayne Rooney in Seattle this year because DC already came to town. He joined up with DC United. That's another big headline that happened. So there'll be some other big moves like this that I think happen. Uh, Sounders FC obviously need that. I got the impression that there's going to be one more decent size spend yeah. that's going to happen. I don't. I haven't heard any rumblings yet, so I don't know if I believe it yet, but that seems to kind of be like the optimistic like uh, consideration behind it. So before you watch, uh, we have a match uh, Wednesday night. It's Tuesday when we record this, but Wednesday night there's a match for the 4th of July. But on Saturday, if you want to see, this is another headline, Gustav Svensson's Swedish national team with him playing in central defense, not uh, central midfield as a defensive midfielder, uh, watch that team get a big result against Switzerland today and on Saturday at 7 a.m. local time here in Seattle, Sweden will take on um, the uh, will take on England to see who gets to move into that semi. The quarterfinals begin Friday, two matches on Friday, two matches on Saturday in the World Cup. Your chance to see Gustav Svensson, aka the last MLS player in the entire World Cup. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. But let's focus on the match at hand. We'll take a look at what's to what's in store for Seattle here after a quick break. 
Match number 16 for Seattle is Colorado versus Seattle Sounders FC. The Rapids and the Sounders match up at the Richard, a.k.a. Dick's Sporting Goods Park. That's very funny, Brandon. That's funny. I don't know if you came up with that, but that's good. Uh, it's a uh, Saturday night game. 6 p.m. is that what you have here? Yeah. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, cool. So they'll be on the road uh, in a rematch. The last uh, – the last – fourth of july they also played with a lack of fireworks as you said actually that match was pretty good a three that match was really cool for seattle sounders fc what's the history look like between these two teams brandon yeah uh lots of history plenty but like as we always talk about this year so different it's hard to say what trend and blah 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 but the one thing that is true about the history of this match is that the sounders have a history of scoring just dope uh, I won't swear because <laughs> you could say dope, you could say dope ass goals, bro. Oh, he's got so the Sounders have a history of scoring dope ass goals against Colorado. Uh, Dempsey, like last year in the in this match, Dempsey hit like that one time volley that came over his shoulder, uh, struck it with his left foot outside the box. It beat Tim Howard. Uh, beautiful, beautiful goal. Uh, a few years ago, Obafemi Martins had his like infamous back heel turn um, that he just took it out of the air with his with his foot played a back heel to himself nutmegged the player um ran up and scored the goal so like two some of the best goals that the sounders have ever scored are against this team uh colorado rapids also has a history of like getting uh, the sounders you know when you least expect it uh colorado's currently like three points ahead of the sounders in the standings uh so we're not talking about two illustrious teams clashing on the hard fought battle we're talking about like some hot garbage here. <laughs> Hold on, I got you. Hot garbage. <laughs> to be fair, uh, the Sounders have a game in hand against Colorado, so really <laughs> a win on the road could totally mean <laughs> that Sorry. Seattle ends up with uh, at least in the same position as Colorado. Yeah. Historically, <laughs> six wins, three losses, and one draw at the Richard when the Sounders have traveled there with only one shutout in that time against Seattle, so that looks pretty good as, uh, as well. Uh, previewing one player that I now am the biggest supporter in, in his corner because he's the lowest paid, hardest working guy out there. It's old Nuhu, Tolo Nuhu. He's got some yellow card problems. Yeah, so Nuhu in the match against Portland picks up his fifth yellow card of the season. So he will be suspended uh, for the match against Colorado uh, because of MLS yellow card accumulation sure. rules. Uh, that's a rough spot to be in because uh, Kelvin Leardham, as far as we know, is still out with an injury. Um, he's an he's an outside winger that would be able to fill that spot. Uh, Waylon Francis, I mean he's he's not injured, but like he get he got burned quite a few times against Portland, so he's not necessarily a suitable replacement. Um, so you're basically going to be playing with Waylon Francis and Jordan McCrary, who have had some good moments this year sure. for sure, but they're not necessarily as cohesively built into this team like New Who is right now. Yeah, you got to try and supplement on that same side that wherever you put Francis, you supplement with somebody who's going to deliver like a V-Rod or maybe even like a Harry Ship who's like a real hard worker. Exactly. Pull that off. But the good news is is that if you're resting Nuhu on Wednesday night, Saturday night in New England against the Revs, having him available could be good. A young guy, lots of travel. That probably won't affect him as much coming off some rest. He'll be hungry. He only got a few minutes in the Portland match. So here's a kid that's going to be looking to – 
really make a difference and to get back out on their on the pitch in a full-time capability while uh, a guy like Leardam and everybody is uh, on the sidelines. So looking ahead to Wednesday night's matchup, again, it's a midweek matchup for the 4th of July. Seattle Sounders FC are on the road against Colorado. Colorado 10th in the West, Sounders 11th in the West at the Richard Dick Sporting Goods Park. It's a 6 p.m. match Seattle time, and uh, at this point you got to win all the games. I feel like that type of matchup could happen. I don't really know who the brightest point is right now you like you want to say chad marshall great set piece opportunity that might be a good way to make to score some goals and get some points but like also i worry about his life uh what do you think for a hero for this uh wednesday night matchup uh my hero will be the like batman and robin combination of nico ladero and victor rodriguez uh to see them combine for a goal against portland was awesome yeah. uh I, I love to be able to see uh f- the the components that you're wanting to to function together actually functioning together yeah so i want to see uh that happen way more and i think that now that uh rodriguez is starting to look like he is starting to be match fit he's starting to be cohesive with this team again those are my heroes I would say that anybody who is going to surprise us with any kind of road goal has we just got to find someone who can put a foot on something, create opportunities. I'm going to go Harry Ship. I think he'll have if he gets any minutes uh, tomorrow night after being rested over the weekend. I think that he could be a guy that can make a difference. He's little. I feel like the high altitude probably doesn't affect him as much because of his size. That's not scientifically proven, <laughs> but that's just a hunch. When no, I did the science. I just did the science on it right now. Oh, it's thanks. totally, it's totally. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, Math I ran some oh, cool. chemistry in in my uh, bedroom. Yeah, chemistry. That's probably what it is. I think it's definitely yeah. not physics. No, it's um, chemistry. Okay, cool. Right on. Um, for a villain, I imagine that stepping out onto the pitch. I don't know enough about this Rapids team except for they're kind of bad. And uh, I would think that anybody who can get in the way of the Sounders scoring a goal, like I say, a Tim Howard, he could show up <laughs> in his cape and his mustache. Not today, Sounders! <laughs> um, anything that makes the goal harder to hit is going to be the villain until we get some sort of production in, in Seattle. Uh, Rui Diaz, we're still a couple, you got to feel like we're still a ways away from him being cohesive with the team, though they are training right now. Before we take a look into the prediction business, a little TLDL, too long, didn't listen. What do you got, Brandon? Like the Seattle summer, the Sounders are going to be bad until at least July 10th. (laughs) I don't know if that's Rui Diaz or just because that's how it goes, but it's been tradition these last two years for that to happen. Uh, I learned that Obafemi Martins is just slightly taller than a giant diamond. So there you go. Also, uh, fun little side. Uh, I'll give you a little extra info for this in the TLDL. Uh, at the match, somebody called after a foul for, or there was a goal that was definitely questionably not in that they called in to try and equalize the game to make it more fun for the spectators. Mm-hmm. Match fixing much, Steve Zakawani. Uh, we goal- talked all about that last last episode. <laughs> So uh, one of the defenders, I can't remember who at this point from the red team, uh, he went running to the ref and in the air drew the VAR sign. And so the ref ran to the sideline where the fourth official had been rolling video and on his iPhone determined that it indeed was a goal. (laughs) And now to look into the crystal Pepsi ball... Here's where we take a look at the score and game prediction for the upcoming match Wednesday night. That's uh, tomorrow if you're listening to this somehow immediately after we publish it. But Wednesday night in Colorado, what do you got, Brandon? 
Uh, I'm going to say two to nothing Seattle because who knows anymore? (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the fireworks being scored on the field and not in the air to cause a brush fire. Three to one Sounders. 